nation's getting younger Tougher bronze, you know I can't recall A worn out tape of Chris Ledoux Lonely women and bad boobs Seem to be the only friends I've left at all And the white line's getting longer And the saddle's getting cold I'm much too young to keep this damn old All my cards are on the table With no ace left in the hole I'm much too young to keep this damn old Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN, 1061 FM Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good morning, and welcome to the 27th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, and by Premier Automotive. Promotional consideration is provided by Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria, with locations throughout the metro area, Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall. Desi Vegas Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie. Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner. Moe's Pizza in West Wego. Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna. Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie. Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie. Fat Boy's Pizza on Metairie Road. By Mike Sirio's Po' Boys and Deli on St. Charles Avenue. By That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie. Bears Po' Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road. Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Manning's Restaurant at Harris Casino on Fulton Street. Now here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at nashfm1061.com. Our tuning app is available for you anywhere in the world to listen in. You can also check us out via Alexa. At home, just tell her what to play. That's WRKN or play Nash Icon 106.1 FM, and you'll have us as well. Of course, our podcasts are available for you to be able to participate anytime Anywhere by listening back to the show, just go to CrestlessCitySports.com. On the top bar, just click on more and then click on podcast and you can hear what you may have missed. You can also email us, ed at WGNO.com, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or call the show at 
260-1061. That's 260-1061 to join us. Of course, us would be myself and my friend Ed Daniels, sports director of WGNO, of Friday Night Football, of CrescentCitySports.com, the Clarion Herald, and 106.1 FM. Ed, always a pleasure. Good morning to you. Okay, you might want to call him, Rudy. Uh, so we'll get him connected here momentarily. So we're going to get into college baseball. We're going to get into college basketball and March Madness. Obviously, we'll be dealing with the Final Four in New Orleans coming up very shortly, of course. The Pelicans and a very important weekend for them, which we'll talk about extensively. The Saints, it's always an important day. Talk about the latest addition to the team and what's to come if anything, in free agency with cap room, and then maybe what's to come in the draft, we'll do that too. And college baseball, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because there is ugly too, and that's from Baton Rouge. So all of that part of this particular show, and of course your calls are big. It's 260-1061. That's 260-1061 as we proceed here this morning, Rudy Dixon is our producer. And, of course, also we have some baseball coming up this week. Want to let you know about that. On Monday night, we got Rommel and Dutchtown Baseball here at 7 p.m., 645 pregame show on 106.1 FM. UNO Baseball, as always, this week on Tuesday night, Friday night, and on Thursday night this week, we'll have Rommel Baseball against Jesuits. So a lot of baseball games that we'll have coming up for you this week on 106.1 FM which we look forward to talking to and much to get into, obviously. So we'll do that coming up. We hope to get Ed connected momentarily. We'll have our guests for you momentarily as well. And again, so much to get into this week. And obviously, St. Peter's has become an incredible story on the college football scene. First number 15 seed to get this far. And again... When we talk to Randy Livingston, when we talk to Timmy Bird, both basketball analysts and watching the tournament extensively, the thing that they've made the point of continuously is about guard play. And there's no doubt that that has been transcendent. That's clearly the biggest issue in college basketball, the biggest decider. Size is great, okay? And you could take advantage of that, but your guard play has to be good. And the teams with the best guard play are typically the teams that win have won and will win. And I think we're seeing most evidence of that now as we look at the tournament and the way it unfolds. And you look at what's happening right now with this tournament, you've got a lot of upsets that have taken place. And you only have one number one seed remaining. I mean, that's it. One number one seed. And that's Kansas. And today, we get Houston, Villanova. We get Arkansas and Duke. I mean, Arkansas... I mean, they're shooting 25% from three-point range in the tournament. They're shooting like 35% from the field, and they've won every game. So they've done it with defense, clearly. Houston has done it with defense and offense. And I think Houston-Villanova is a heck of a game. I picked Villanova to win it all before it started in my bracket. So I'm not going against them, but Houston's playing really well. And I'm certainly not going to go against, you know, what Houston is doing right now and they definitely have a shot. And I think that when you look at the other game, Arkansas-Duke, well, 
I mean, Duke is obviously uh, trying to do it for Krzyzewski. Their guard play has been a little better than expected, which is why they are where they are. Arkansas has played good defense, but they haven't shown a lot of offense. So we'll get into that, and we're going to get into a really good college baseball story here momentarily as we welcome Ed Daniels to the show. Ed, good morning. Hey, Ken. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine. Uh, all good. So, look, I want to get started this morning. We have a, a really neat little story going on over at Church and Stadium as the series continues between Tulane and Dayton, and it's a good story. Last night, Tulane won the opener 12-1. to uh, Good start for the Green Wave in that particular series. And our guest joining us now really can't lose in that series. He's a former Tulane player himself, loves the university, his younger brother, also a Tulane graduate who played at Tulane. And, of course, he's got a son who's a star now, leading hitter for the Flyers, too, in uh, Jay Curtis. And, of course, I'm talking about the the outstanding athletic director at John Curtis, Christian Johnny Curtis. Johnny, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing fine, man. All's good. So this is a special weekend for you and for your family. I mean, as I mentioned, you can't lose. You're always obviously pulling for your son, but you got him playing against the alma mater. So that's a pretty good situation, right? Now, how fun is that, right? I mean, you know, college baseball, Division One baseball, and have an opportunity to come and, and play in front of your family and friends. And, and then, of course, you know, Church and Stadium is such a beautiful venue for baseball. And, and just be able to watch it, it's, it's just uh, it's, been a, it's been a cool moment for us, our family, and, uh, to, and to watch Jay play. And obviously the alma mater. You care deeply about Tulane, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, what a, what a, a story and what they're doing with their athletic program and, and, and you know, the facilities are just fantastic, and they've upgraded them over the last, gosh, shoot, probably 10 to 15 years, and they've become a, a major player in, in college sports, and it's really neat to watch it uh, watch it develop. Ed? Well, what's it like watching your son out there, big fella? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's always uh, – it, it's I'm probably more nervous and more nerve-wracked than he is, but uh, – it, it, it's it's fun, you know. The the thing that I got pleasure in watching last night was is all of his friends and family being able to uh, to be in front of him and watching, and, and I you know just watching their faces and cheering and uh, you know it didn't go the Flyers' way last night and and but it didn't really matter because uh, uh, every step he took he got cheered on by by the family and and friends that were around. So that was pretty fun to watch too. You're not surprised by the success that he's had uh, in college at Dayton are you you know I'm not surprised because I think he has a, a, a very strong work ethic but one thing that that it, that the average person it's hard to 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 really grasp is is how difficult division one athletics is you know the time that is spent uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to coach a couple years in college football and and the time that is spent by these athletes and uh, the the minimization of of the people that get an opportunity to play and have success and those that don't play and don't have success, it's the margin of error is very small. So, you know, you never know in the onset. But what I've seen from him is is that he's worked extremely hard at his craft and he's become a, a, a player that can compete at that level. And, and fortunately this year he's had some really good success at the plate. Um, and, you know, and hopefully that will continue on. As baseball, as everybody knows, is very difficult to, to hit that ball coming at you 90 miles an hour. Ed? 
Johnny, uh, I always thought he was going to be a really good football player. <laughs> was was yeah. I wrong? Well, no, I don't think you're wrong. I think, you know, the, the it's, again, going back to, to what we said, Division One sports is, is just so difficult and to find the right place, and whether it's uh, football or baseball or whatever your sport is. And, to, and you know, I, I really I thought football-wise he was going to be right on it, but, you know, baseball turned out to be his, his knack, and it's, you know, and I, I couldn't be more excited about the opportunities that he was given at the University of Dayton, and, and you know, he's taking full advantage of it. I remember when Jay was playing for state championships in Sulphur and you were coaching, you know, at Ball State, and you came back to see him play. It meant that much to you, and that had to be pretty special, right? Oh, gosh. I mean, it doesn't, you know... Uh, we said this uh, to our, our children, and I know there's most families feel the exact same way, is that the, the, the thrill of watching them when they put in the hard work is, is that we're going we're gonna to do everything we possibly can do to make sure we're there to support them. And to, to watch them get to that state championship and, and, and have that opportunity to play, because, again, it's so difficult to do, was, uh, was, was a memory that we'll have for a lifetime. And... Um, you know, we just we couldn't be more excited about. Well, we were excited about that opportunity. Yep. Yeah. So, Johnny, what's it like to be back, buddy? Tell me, tell me how that's been since you since you came back. You know, it was a great. It's been it's been a it's been a whirlwind to be quite honest with you. I can't believe it's already been three years to be to tell you the truth. Um, and when I came back, when I sat down with Dad and and we talked about roles and 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 what what was needed. Um, you know, we just came to the conclusion that because of, you know, becoming part of the Catholic League and how our athletic, our athletic department has grown in both the boys and the girls, to, to take on the role and try to alleviate a lot of the things that he had done in the past as he's taken on a role of a headmaster and, 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 and just kind of put a lot of things on his shoulders. So um, it's been really good. We've, I've had an opportunity to work with some great athletic directors around the, uh, our league and around our state. Um, you know, and it's, it's been a, on the administrative side of it, it's a lot different. Um, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces, and, um, but it's been, it's been fun and exciting. And, you know, I just I think sports in New Orleans, now that COVID has started, you know, kind of settled down and settled in and people are getting out. Uh, you know, I'm sitting right outside of a freshman baseball game right now, and there's not a seat in the house. Uh, people are just want to come out and see sports. And it's, it's fun to be part of that, especially in this city because we're so passionate about it. And moving up to 5A and having a chance to be part of this league that you're part of now, uh, that was a smart move. It was a good move, and it's worked out very well. And there are rivalries, and people get after each other. But at the end of the day, you guys really do have a pretty good relationship with most, if not all, of the people you compete with. Yes, we do. And I, I you know, I really kind of compare it to um, – if you just look at Division One uh, athletics or just in general, you know, like we're a conference. And, you know, although we compete very hard against each other in, in district play and in conference play, you know, at the end of the day, there's a, there's a large amount of respect for each institution, both in the academic world and also in the athletic world. So I think there's a lot of respect that goes along with that. You know, and, and again, we could talk about this subject all day, but you know, I, we, we really need to find a way to get this, get us back together. 
um, as an association because it's it's shameful that we sit here we 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 play each other here in our our district play and then we turn around in the playoffs and we have to play each other again and we can't root for the other team as we continue on moving forward and I say that can't root for it's just hard to do because you have respect for every every individual in the league we've got to do something about this split um, I don't know completely what the solution is. Um, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a very small controversial thing that we've made a decision as an athletic department. Um, we had a game that was this year football-wise that we had a verbal agreement to play West Monroe. Um, and then the split occurred, and, or I said the split occurred, the vote occurred, and the split did not come, uh, didn't go in favor of coming back together. And West Monroe uh, voted to continue to keep the split. So we decided not to play that game, and, and we're going to play Zachary, who voted to bring everyone back together. So in our second game of the year, we're going to go up and play Zachary. And so I think we got to try to do things like that to become like-minded and try to, try to bring us back together as an association that no one's trying to hurt anyone. Uh, it's what's best for the athletes and what's best for the state. I think that's, that's a good move on your part personally. I mean, why – Play somebody that doesn't want to compete with you. And with all due respect to West Monroe, nobody has better facilities. Nobody has more resources. Nobody has more money in its program. That's a head-scratcher. I have a hard time understanding that. And look, the elephant in the room. We all know, dating back to 2004, this is all about John Curtis and Evangel Christian. And I don't know what else John Curtis can do. They've played up to 4A. They've played up to 5A. They've done everything to try uh, to alleviate dominating opponents and answering questions. There isn't anything else you can do. The only other solution it would seem, if it is a possible solution, is that whole concept that's been brought up previously of a 6A super uh, conference of sorts or super uh, you know, classification. Do you think that would have any merit whatsoever where the Zachary's of the world and the Acadianas of the world would say, you know, we're going to go ahead and join that on the end of cars of the world and so forth. Do you think that would be something worth broaching? Well, you know, if, if we could get the, um, our state association on board with that, um, I think, I, I don't know, you know, that's a difficult question to answer. And I think in my mind, the first thing I think to myself is, is that just a Band-Aid on a very big wound? Uh, or a small band on a very big wound. And, and maybe that's a, a first step to it. I, 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 I think maybe it could be the possibility of having to, to form a new association and be more inviting or inclusive of those that, that want to compete um, in, a, in, a, in an area that are more like-minded. And that was really what the decision was made on the West Monroe scenario was, was that... Um, not that we would ever want to shy away from any competition, but if we're going to travel up to West Monroe, we know they're going to put ten to 12,000 people in that stadium. There's going to be a nice draw for that game. But what we've done is, is we've only just increased the coffers of, of those folks by playing them. And we got to try to build ourselves up and build, the, and build those that are like-minded. So, so I don't know if a super class would be the way to go. Um, I just think we've just got to get more people to understand that, I mean, last night, and here's, here's another great example, uh, John Curtis played Barb High School in softball. Mm -hmm. I mean, both of them are nationally ranked. Barb hits three home runs and wins three to one. 
that is what's unfortunate is, is we won't be able to play them in a championship scenario because we're going to be split when it comes to this. And there, you know, we've got to find a way. And with a, as adults, as very smart people, to come up with a solution to this, we have to. Ed, well, Johnny, I'm right with you. Um, I, I think that the um, the way to handle this thing is to if if you split off and you started to attract uh, some really good public schools to come with you, that would put pressure on the association to reunify. There's no pressure point right now. There's none. Um, and uh, the status quo has been the status quo since January of 2013. And look, I'm not for the split, okay? I wish the schools were together. But the, the bottom line is, is that the public schools have been asked to vote on this issue several times, including in January. And, you know, Kenny and I were right there as, as well as you were in a, uh, the athletic directors in 5A, and everyone was voting, and we know what the vote was. So, I mean, it's been reaffirmed again. I don't know what else to say. And I think right. the only way to, to do this is to what you were on to, and that's to um, uh, break off, and maybe that would force the other schools at some point to reunify. Because if you, if you have a good setup and you, you do things well and you do things right and you treat all schools right, no matter whether they're public or private, uh, maybe you could force uh, the other group to, 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 to move a little bit, bit and to budge a little bit and maybe negotiate and maybe find a compromise. And I, I think that's the way to go because, look, I'm not for this, and, and Kenny's not for it, and we wish it were reunified, and, you know, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen unless there's some kind of serious tipping point. And, you know, we, I don't know if you heard the interview we had with the, with the Manny football coach a few weeks ago talking with, with Kenny and I and Nelson Stewart on Saturday. And, look, right. they're not going to budge, all right? And uh, right. they're not going to budge. Their, their school system is not going to budge even though they're the only football-playing school in the entire parish. So how are they not select? But, but anyhow, that's a topic for another right. day. My point is, is that I don't think there's going to there's gonna be any kind of budging until, until the, the private schools are proactive and make some kind of move to, to, to form their own league. Only then maybe would the other schools say, you know what, maybe we need to talk about this. And until then, I don't see it changing. Right. I agree with you. You know, I even thought about this. And one of the things in being, you know, we, we kind of got off the subject a little bit, but thinking about Tulane, one of the things that's helped Tulane over the course of the last probably 10 years or so is is that they've been upgraded in their conference. And you know as well as I do the American Conference has is probably right on the cusp of, of, of being a Power Five or being a mid-major. But if they've separated themselves in the mid-major, I was coach. I was able to coach in the MAC, and there's definitely a difference in in the money structure of the American Conference and the MAC. Um, and my point is, is that probably one of the reasons is is that they've had some success is because of revenue sharing. And my thought process is, is that is, is that if we could have a model, because I know some of the places that some of the small rural areas that have some some discussion about you know, how do we do, how do we compete, and so forth. We don't have the financial backing. Well, is there 
a way to to revenue share where everybody gets a, a piece of of any time there is a profit or revenue that is made in a particular sport or to help the minor sports. Um, and that that it attracts these individuals and and get back into and we start getting more together that, you know, the Western Rose of the world, they're not just making all of this money because they have all this community behind them, but right down the street, maybe a very rural Cedar Creek that could use just a little bit of help uh, to get their program going. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I'm just using that as a model, but I can you can see that at the collegiate level that these conferences that do that, that revenue share, and look at Vanderbilt and the SEC. They don't they, they struggle in some of their sports, but they they have they, their facilities are beautiful. That's because of what the SEC has done. So I don't know if that's a, a model that could be could be mimicked um, in our association, but maybe that would help bring some folks together because we all know that that money is a factor in a lot of these communities that are, are rural and can't afford. Well, I mean, you know, that's what we're going to do with uh, with girls basketball. And I know you were over there, and I, th- I think it was pretty successful, considering that we didn't have um, that we didn't have Dominican, Mount Carmel, or Ursuline in the final four in any of the classes, and it was Mardi Gras week. I think it was pretty successful, and I think we're going to uh, we're going to be able to uh, to pay out here maybe as early as this week some pretty nice money to all the schools, and basically the formula has been. You know, there's no secret. Hey, you, you take you take all the expenses, and you do a good job of keeping an eye on the expenses, and then you, um, whatever revenues after that, you, you you split to the schools, and I I think people are going to be pleased. I hope they are. Well, I mean, I was there at the event, and it, it was it was very well done. I mean, it was. I, I mean, I did not hear. Uh, one complaint, not not one single complaint from anyone uh, that attended it. Um, the Alario Center, it is a, um, it's big enough to hold a nice crowd, but it's intimate enough to where you still get the feel of of, of, a, of a high school basketball game. And I really think that the Alario Center is is the, a premier spot for that event. I went up to Lafayette. Our basketball boys basketball team had an opportunity to play beautiful arena in the Cajun Dome uh, and you know but it's it's was so far the fans were so far away it wasn't as intimate as a place like the Alario Center and um, the same thing with Southeastern great place beautiful place but just it's a different feel than a high school gym and um, you know we're hosting our we've been fortunate enough we're going to host a junior all-american game in our uh, in our gym and a senior All-American game that coincides with the Final Four. And one of the things that the, the gentleman told me, he goes, we want a venue that is intimate, like high school basketball, and people are kind of in your face and right up his front and center. So that's what it's about. And, um, you know, your, the event that was put on at the Lario Center for the girls was first class. I don't see why we shouldn't be able to do the same thing with the boys. Well, you've got baseball going to – Southeastern and Hammond this year on the select side, so I'm sure you're you're pretty happy with that too, correct? Oh, super happy. I mean, that's a what a what a what a that's another great venue uh, for high school baseball. The dimensions play well. Again, the the fans are right there on top of you, just like you would be at a high school game. And the, the selection of Southeastern, you know, and I think you know UNO and those type of places are the same types of things. 
they're, they're just great venues for high school baseball, and, and I, we couldn't be more excited about it being there, being especially for us, the select schools being here toward the south. Um, it just, you know, last year we go to Lake Charles and John Curtis plays Jesuit at, at you know, 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon, and, you know, it's just the, the crowds suffer. And it's, you know, and our people don't get a chance, parents don't get a chance, family don't get a chance to come watch them play. So we couldn't be more excited about Southeastern. Fantastic. And, of course, the Dayton-Tulane Baseball Series resumes today at 2 p.m. at Turchin Stadium. All right, he, he got a walk last night. Time to get a couple of knocks today, right? Uh, that's, the, that's the plan. I thought you know, we talked last night after the game. We, uh, I met him down at the hotel, and, and uh, he, he really swung it well on his first at-bat and, and hit a line drive to right field. And, and then, um, you know, he, got, he capped one on a double play and, you know, popped one up and got on on an error, and then he walked. So I think today hopefully he can find a few holes and, and uh, see what happens. But the biggest thing for, for, for him is, is I think he's just having fun playing the game and enjoying his teammates and, and hopefully, you know, not, not wishing any bad luck on Tulane because it's my alma mater, but I'm hoping the yep. Flyers can play out of W today. Well, it's a great story uh, for a great family and great to see Jay having great success and certainly look forward to the rest of that series and really appreciate the input. Johnny Curtis, outstanding as always. Thank you and go out and enjoy this beautiful day and watching a good game on your alma mater's campus there, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having us. Thank you so much. All right, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Our pleasure. Thank you. Johnny Curtis. John Curtis. Speaking of college baseball, Ed and I will talk more about that in a moment. 260-1061. The number to call back momentarily here on the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. Dreaming of a new career or job promotion? Plant the seed with a degree from Upper Iowa University. We're an accredited private nonprofit university, and we've been growing careers since 1857. At our New Orleans Center, you have evening, online, and self-paced classes you need to create a flexible schedule fitting for your busy life. Contact Upper Iowa University's New Orleans Center today at 504-682-6792 or visit uiu.edu. Classes start May 13th. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. 
top service. Locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more, or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-704-9936. 800-704-9936. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hey, y'all. It's Craig Fisher. It's time for spring cleaning. That's never fun, but at Fisher & Sons Jewelers in Metairie, our spring cleaning means lots of fun for you. Clearance sales and irresistible pricing on bridal mountings, stackable bands, rubies, sapphires, just about everything. Mark your calendars one week only, Tuesday, March 22nd through Saturday, March 26th. Our spring cleaning inspires your spring fever. Fisher & Sons Jewelers in Metairie, where the unusual is commonplace. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Big win for Nichols and college baseball. The Colonels went to Southeastern and pulled one out late over the Lions in the opening game of that series. And a big win for UNO coming back to beat Northwestern State at home. As we mentioned, Tulane with a good win over Dayton last night. And then there's LSU. Tigers get whipped 7-2 to in game one at Florida. They're going to disappear from the top 25. Uh, they're slipping down the ranks of the SEC quickly. And people are already asking questions about not only what's wrong with this team, but did they make the right hire? On the second part, that's way premature. On the first part, uh, there are genuine concerns. Uh, everyone knew that the pitching could be, uh, you know, maybe not exactly what you need, but thought it would be better than this. I don't think anyone saw the defense being as bad as it's been. And yes, they didn't hit last night, but on Friday night in the SEC, you're going to face the best pitchers in the country. So you're going to expect that to happen, but you also expect that you need to have that guy on Friday night to go out and shut down the opposition. Ed, this is just not a good look for LSU. They blew a game with Louisiana Tech during the week. I mean, I watched it, and in the ninth inning, you know, the first batter of the inning hits a line drive right to the shortstop. Thompson drops the ball. Opens up the inning. Tech ties the game. They win in extra innings. That's been the story of their season. They can't pitch it well enough when they have to, and they really just don't catch the ball. I mean, that's, it's been an ugly look, hasn't it? Well, it has. I mean, you know, when you look at, the, at their team right now, 
I think the questions are pitching and defense, as you said. And I don't know if you can win big in this league if you don't pitch and play defense. So uh, I don't. I don't think there's any um, any mystery to it, uh, Kenny. I just think that um, you know there's. I I guess you know. Some of the, getting Barry and you know it's 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 good to be a great hitting team, but if you can't do those other two things well, then then you're going to be in trouble, and um, you know this this might be a team that might have a hard time qualifying for the SEC tournament unless they pick it up a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, forget about hosting, uh, and and I'm not. The season's far from over. Look, they could turn it around. But I don't see any evidence that their pitching is going to get much better. And we certainly haven't seen any evidence that the defense mm -hmm. is going to get much better. And then there's the offense and the, you know, the outlook that many had, ourselves included, that this would be an elite offensive team. They've looked the part of that at times, but at other times, not so much. I'd say it's a good offensive team. I wouldn't say it's a great offensive team and with this defense and with this pitching they need to be a great offensive team correct well they do i don't think there's any doubt about that and but the the, the issue is is that i mean you know the game i mean you, you're not gonna you're not gonna score 10 runs every night no nope. when you run up against good pitching you got to be able to answer that and the thing that lsu's always had when they were really good is they always had a really good Friday starter, and they had a, a really good Saturday starter. Mm -hmm. The only the only question may have been their number three guy, but you when you questioning questioning what their number one guy is doing, well then you've got some real issues. And you know I don't know how good their bullpen has been, uh, but you know you're one and three in the league right now, and and I don't think you're gonna you're going to see them dig out like they did last year. Because last year was a huge dig out, am I right? Yeah, definitely. And and I don't I don't know if you can do that two 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 seasons in a row with without without some really good pitching. So, um, you know, the question you have to ask is a um, couple of questions. Number one, is this what Jay Johnson inherited, and will it take him time to fix it? Mm -hmm. And I guess the second question is was did he know this was an issue and he didn't do enough to fix it is that fair i think that's fair in particular from the pitching perspective yes you know and look i understand you know he's a he, he comes to lsu as a great hitting coach and all of that kind of stuff but in this league you know the only i can you, you know you name the year that lsu went to omaha and i can tell you who was pitching yep you know they they always had you know, two or three really good arms that they could count on. They could sprinkle in the other guys, but they always had at least one guy in the bullpen and two really good starters to be able to make this thing go. And they don't have that right now. And and I don't see those people coming in off the street. So, you know, it could be it could be uh, it could be really tough for them to get this thing going. Well, I'm looking at it right now. Here's what I see. A team that's 15 and seven, one and three in the SEC. A team that's batting 299 as a team. That's pretty good. A team that has hit 32 home runs in 22 games. That's pretty good. 
but also a team that's only stolen 12 bases in 22 games. So what does that tell you? They're station to station. They've got to hit their way on and hit their way in. They're not manufacturing runs, which you have to do uh, in SEC play against good pitching. Then I'm looking at the pitching. The overall earned run average is 3.50. That's not bad uh, on balance. Uh, that's not a bad number, but obviously some of it's been accumulated against lesser opponents. But I'm also looking at the fact that they've walked 85 batters thus far, which is clearly an issue. And I'm looking at the fact that they don't have, you know, an ace. Blake Money's 2-1 and one with a 4.05 earned run average. You know, Ty Floyd's 3-2 and two with a 3.52. They've been, you know, decent to fairly good at times. Fontenot's been pretty good. Reiselman's been pretty good. Gervais has been pretty good out of the bullpen. You know, just to name a few. But others have not been. Garrett Edwards, they were counting on. 7.71 ERA. Macau Hilliard, 5.0 ERA. Riley Cooper, 4.76. David Coleman, 4.50. So there's that. And then there's, of course, the defense. 38 errors in 22 games. So they're not manufacturing runs. They're not pitching well enough. And they're not catching the ball well enough. That's three-fourths of the game. Well, I don't think there's any any uh, any mystery there. I like, I like Razelman. I think he's a pretty good uh, uh, pitcher. Uh I, I would try to use him a little bit more. I don't know if he's a guy that 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 doesn't have enough pitches to, to go longer, but I, I think he throws pretty hard, and his ball moves pretty good, don't you? Yeah, but he blew the game with Czech the other night, walking the world. I mean, he couldn't throw yeah. the ball over the yeah, plate. There, well, there you go. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, I, yeah, he has a good arm, and he pitched well prior to that. So, And he was coming off of injury when they got him, so, so they've been a little bit careful with him, and he's only thrown... Uh, he's not throwing a lot of innings. 13 uh, would be the total. So, yeah. So their problems, are, you know, are obvious. Uh, they just have holes. And in the SEC, when you have holes, you're going to have, you know, an overall problem. So Tulane now is 15-7-1. and one. You know, they had that unfortunate tie with Villanova last week. I think this is probably, I guess the right terminology would be on schedule for Tulane. Would that be accurate? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, um, the series that they lost the week before was uh, was was really disappointing to get to get swept. Um, that was um, that was disappointing because they had so much momentum after the Mississippi State series. Um, you know, I just think I think you're looking at when you look at LSU. I I think you're looking at a a team that has a chance. To make the NCAA tournament for sure, but they've got to get it together. Um, but and you, and you look at Tulane. I think they have a they have a solid team, but I don't think either one of these teams are in a position where they're going to be able to dominate. Do you? No, I mean I'm looking at the Tulane numbers. They're about 273 as a team. They've only got 13 home runs, and they've only stolen 18 bases, and that's in you know 23 games. So. Uh, certainly not uh, overpowering offensively by any stretch. You know, they're pitching uh, a 4.12 earned run average overall. You know, they've had some guys that have done a good job. Obviously, Grant Siegel's 4-0. He's been terrific for them. You know, Carter Robinson has done a good job. 
You know, Dylan Carmouche has had his moments for them. You know, and Zach DeVito has been aces out of the bullpen. So they have some strengths, but I guess the question is, do they have enough pitching depth and do they have enough lineup depth? I mean, that's why I think from their perspective, they probably maxed out. That's about what they are right now. But you're right, that series with Evansville was really difficult for them. Big win for UNO last night to come back and beat Northwestern State. They're now 13-7. and That's a good way to start the conference at 1-0. and And I think they're about where you expected them to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, think, I think at this point in the season, when you get to, when you get to April, you, you kind of know, you, you know what a team can do and what they can't do. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I just think that what you're looking at is, a, uh, you know, you're looking at, at three pretty good teams but I don't think you're looking at teams that, uh, you know, you know, have, have shown an ability to be to be better than that. I think right. that's just that's just where they are. Mm-hmm. UNO at 281 as a team, is a batting average, 14 home runs overall. So, you know, again, that's those are not overwhelming stats by any stretch of the imagination. And you know, when you look at their pitching. Again, pitching depth is a concern there. Their team ERA is 5.03. And games on a lakefront can play one of two ways. Either a great pitcher's park with the wind blowing in or an absolute house of horrors for pitchers if the wind is blowing out. Just getting started. More on college baseball. We'll get into college basketball. And, of course, the Pelicans and Saints extensively coming up. Your call's next as well at 260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Back in a moment with the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. Remember how 15 years ago I switched to Progressive? Well, I used all those savings to buy that golf club that swings for you. But now everyone who plays golf is really good because, you know, the club swings for you in, in the future, which is now. So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. You know your closet well, but what does it sound like? Yes, your closet. Does it whisper your taste? Does it scream your taste? Stitch Fix gets to know your unique style and fit. Its selection transforms to show you only the looks and trends you'll love. With a shopping experience that evolves alongside your taste, your closet will scream so you without actually screaming. Stitch Fix for women and men. We're so you. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. Auto Parts has what you need to keep your engine performing at its best. Our professional parts people will help you select the right products for your vehicle and your budget. Like 5 quarts of Castrol GTX conventional oil and a microguard filter just $28.99. Save money on your next oil change. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's hands and all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. View. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfast with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. Hey y'all, it's Craig Fisher. It's time for spring cleaning. That's never fun, but at Fisher & Sons Jewelers in Metairie, our spring cleaning means lots of fun for you. Clearance sales and irresistible pricing on bridal mountings, stackable bands, rubies, sapphires, just about everything. Mark your calendars one week only, Tuesday, March 22nd through Saturday, March 26th. Our spring cleaning inspires your spring fever. Fisher & Sons Jewelers in Metairie, where the unusual is commonplace. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Glad you're with us this morning, and 260-1061, the number to call. Here's Joe in Mandeville. Hey, Joe, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, I feel your pain. We're going through the same thing. Uh, you know, you play your smaller schools, and they're going to pull out their best pitcher and their best closer and try and get that RPI win, you know, like LaTeX did. We went through the same thing with Coastal Carolina, and I guarantee you when we play A&M in the middle of the week, mm. Wasnagel's going to do the same exact thing. He's going to get his Friday night starter in there, and he's going to get his best closer, and he's going to try and win the game for more RPI numbers. So, you know, I guess you need more pitching than anything. If you don't have three, we lost our third starter to Tommy John Mm -hmm. about three weeks ago, and you could feel the the effect. So, and uh, let me share this with you. As of last night, we're playing Texas Tech. They're 20th in the nation. We're number two, right? And we're in Lubbock. Seven home runs. You know what the score was? Four to three. It was seven solos. Crazy. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, and then you look at it, and you look at the box scores, and Texas had 11 hits. Lubbock had, uh, Texas Tech had three hits. All of them were home runs. And you know they scored the final two runs in the latter half of the game without a hit. So, fielding, pitching, make the difference. 
okay, because they did the usual thing that the SEC did. They moved the fences in 10 feet, Texas Tech did. And I think Tennessee and uh, Arkansas were guilty of that. But look, if you're playing on the same field, everybody gets a shot, right? Mm, that's it's, right. It's the same thing, man, I'm telling you. And the guy yep. told me last night, he said, look, wait two more weeks, find the hottest team out there, and count on them being in the playoff. So I need your take. You got it, buddy. Uh, pitching and defense at every level, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, we'll, always, we'll always win. And by the way, kudos to Louisiana Tech. They were, they're a terrific program. I mean, they hosted last uh-huh. year in the NCAA. They're on their way to doing it again. Uh, they look like the yeah. best team in Louisiana. So uh, that's, a, that's a really good program, and give them all the credit in the world. And I don't care what conference, I don't care what level. I do a lot of high school games. The teams that can pitch and catch the ball, they're going to win. Uh, and mm-hmm. that, that nothing's changed. And it's always been that way. It's going to continue to be that way. Well, I, I, look, I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's any magic formula. Again, um, you know, offense will only get you so far. And, and even, if you, even if you do uh, get to uh, Omaha as an offensive juggernaut, even if you get there, the one thing I will say about that is, is that uh, it, it takes you a long time uh, to get that ball out of that ballpark. So if you're, oh yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're not, a, if you're not a good pitching and defense club, you have no chance in that environment because you cannot count on offense in that ballpark. Not even. Yep. All right. Thank you, Joe. Always, Later. always a pleasure. Thank you. Two six zero one zero six one. Here's Rennie in New Orleans. Rennie, glad you called. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, Ken, Ed. Good morning. Uh, good to talk to you guys. Been enjoying the show. Uh, just wanted to talk about the Loyola Wolfpack bringing home the NAIA National Championship earlier this week. Uh, y'all did phenomenal coverage on it, uh, the articles on Crescent City Sports, and I saw Ed was there when the bus uh, returned to Loyola's campus after arriving back home to New Orleans from Kansas City. <laughs> phenomenal job by Coach Stacy Hollowell, who's been on the show before. 37-1 and record. Uh, only loss was to a Faulkner team who uh, Loyola came back and just just beat, beat, I think, by 40 or more points later in the year. In the 58. Uh, they only lo- yeah. lost yeah. that game. I think they had a couple of ball players out, and it was within a 10-point game. Uh, first title for Loyola since 1945. And uh, it's just it's great to see. It's been a long time coming. Uh, Jerry Hernandez and Mike Girolando helped lay the foundation and kept uh, the Loyola basketball alumni involved. And I think all those guys are celebrating this week and realizing they're part of something special. It took a while, and, and sometimes there were faculty and staff who were against the athletic scholarships. And it was a process, but Loyola now with athletic scholarships for basketball and other sports you know, you see some positive things happen there, national championship, and you just wonder going forward, you know, what's what's this going to do for the school and the athletic program? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, number one, uh, thank you for the kind words. Number two, as you know, we're deeply invested, and I both value our degrees from Loyola as being a large part of whatever success we've achieved, and that's certainly true of Les East of our staff, certainly true of Jude Young of our staff, Certainly true of Lenny Van Gilder, of our staff. We're all Loyola grads, and we all have had, uh, you know, enjoyed professional 
lives, largely because of the education we obtained at Loyola. The second part of the equation is interesting, and you're right, we have, I've had Stacy on the show dating back to November of this year when nobody else was paying attention to them. And, and I'm not trying to brag, but we do that with all entities, but, but he's done an incredible job. With regard to the future of athletics, uh, look, uh, I don't think anything's out of the question, uh, and I'll let Ed speak to this too. I, I would not be against Loyola looking to move up. It, it takes a major financial commitment to be able to do that. The baseball program has raised its level significantly. Uh, Kelly has done a great job with the women's basketball program. Volleyball has been very competitive. I, I think when you look at their athletic picture right now, it's a pretty good look. You also look at the grade point averages. That's a really good look. That's one of the things when I was doing their games uh, for Coach Geo for years that we always pointed, and with Stacy for a couple of years, that we always pointed out was how high the GPA was for their respective teams. There's a lot of things in place. And when Ed and I were in school, uh, we played intramural basketball on a carpeted floor in what used to be the field house. And it was kind of depressing. 20 years without athletics. Number one, so glad that athletics came back. Jerry and Mike did a great job. Stacy's been phenomenal. Number two, I'd be all for enhancing things and looking to the future and the possibility of moving up. Ed? Well, uh, what is St. Peter's enrollment, Kenny? You tell me. 2,300. Okay. Okay. Uh, how much free publicity are they getting this week? No question. Now look, Million. Millions. It's a, it's a great story, just like Loyola Chicago before them and so many others. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be done with private schools, small private schools, and it can be done very successfully. That's mm -hmm. a major leap of faith, but why not? Why not indeed? Absolutely. And, and, and well, Ken and Ed, and, and I, I could even elaborate a little more. I mean, Loyola, as you know, has had success in the past in, in a variety of different sports. Going back to the 1950s in basketball when they were playing NCAA, uh, Coach Jim McCafferty, who went on to Cincinnati after his tenure at Loyola, uh, took, took Loyola to the 1954 and 1957 NCAA uh, tournament. And that was when it was a much smaller field. You guys would know better than I would as yep. to how many teams were invited back then. Uh, Pete Godan was a member of those teams. You know, yes, we just lost Pete recently. One, sure arguably, did. One, arguably Loyola's finest basketball player, uh, aside from maybe Charlie Powell. Um, but, uh, you know, other sports that people today might not even realize, Loyola had a football team from 1922 to 1939. Mm -hmm. There was a stadium on campus, which yep. where the, uh, where the uh, dormitories are now. That Correct. seated 16,000 people, had a double deck on there. And they were actually playing night football before LSU was. And it was the primary uh, location for high school sports back then. A lot of high school games were played at night. Mm -hmm. Their best player, Bucky Moore, played in the mid to late 1920s. Broke Red Grange's record for total yards and points. Led the 26 Loyola Wolfpack team to an undefeated record. Led the nation in points, outscoring opponents 30, 355 to 20. And Bucky Moore went on to play with the original Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. And the coach of, of some of those teams in the 20s and 30s was Clark Shaughnessy, who came to Loyola from Tulane. Yep. And Clark Shaughnessy went on to um, basically invent the T-formation. And I've seen a picture of Loyola actually um, – 
practicing the T formation in the old Loyola Stadium in in the right. 1930s. Well, the history is the history is history is unbelievable. Look, yeah, all of that, all that's there. Ed and I both are on board with with the potential for for moving up and enhancing the program, just like we're on board with UNO adopting football. I think when you look at the overall picture, can it be done? Can it be done right? I think Loyola has proven it with limited scholarships, with an outstanding GPA. It's done nothing but enhance the university. Brought in quality student athletes. Hasn't detracted. There have been zero violations. They're not going to be any based upon the way they've done their program. And they've also heightened awareness of the university, which is what athletics does, Ed. Well, I don't think there's, there's any doubt um, that it was a, uh, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a driver. And here's, here's the one thing I, I would say about moving forward. You know, we interviewed Tim Duncan at one of those Final Four press conferences when they had the initial press conference when the mayor and the governor were there and mm-hmm. everyone was talking about how, a, you know, what a big uh, thing it is for our business and tourist community, which it is. It's huge. But um, at that point, I interviewed Tim Duncan about the, the, uh, the drive to bring football to University of New Orleans. And one of the things he said was, if you look at Charlotte and some of the other schools that have done the same thing, what, what's happened is they've had a 37% increase in their enrollment. And I, I think this would help, uh, help Loyola financially uh, down the down the road, I but do the too. one thing you'd have to do is the one thing you'd have to do is you would have to um, you would have to make an initial investment, and the application to become Division One is a million dollars. Yep. Yeah, you've got to put the money up front. No doubt about it. Look, I, it's a great story to have won the national championship. We have a ton of stories at Crescent City Sports as Rennie detailed. Uh, from every aspect, a game story. We had a writer on the scene covering the tournament for us for CrescentCitySports.com. We have Les East with his uh, op-ed, and he covered the, the arrival of the team back as well. You have my op-ed on my uncle, Jack Ashley, playing for the 1945 team. And, uh, you know, we have so many stories up on it, so we encourage you to go there. But, but also, uh, congratulations to Stacy, to the entire team, to the school, and... Uh, nothing but success moving forward. Got to take a quick timeout. Second hour begins in a moment of the Three Tailgater Show here on 1061 FM Nash Icon. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenna. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report, Memphis Region Zone E. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. So spring flowers aren't exactly in full bloom, but the deals at Kohl's are. Right now, you can get tech gear for under $15, sandals for everyone in the family for just $24.99, and Black & Decker kitchen appliances for less than $30. You can also earn Kohl's cash 
and get it all with free store pickup. Things are looking brighter already. Select Styles offers in March 27. Some exclusions apply. See storecoals.com for details. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. The next time you walk into your Picayune Tractor Supply Store, you're going to find more than you're expecting. They've made some major upgrades and enhanced your entire shopping experience, all to help you get the most out of life out here. During the grand reopening sale, find huge savings store-wide. Plus, Neighbors Club members will earn double points on every purchase made during the sale. You're going to like what you see, like a brand new garden center. From flowers to vegetables, tools to containers, rakes to raised beds, your Tractor Supply Garden Center is home to an expanded assortment of products and plants for all your gardening and landscaping needs. You'll also find a new apparel department, an expanded feed and food selection, and a broader tool assortment. Stop by the grand reopening sale of your Picayune Tractor Supply Store at 2320 Highway 43 South, Wednesday, March 30th through Sunday, April 3rd. Tractor Supply, everything you need for life out here. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It, it was, was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could, could I, I have, have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Don't miss All Access Sports Talk with Ken Trahan and Jude Young, Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on WRKN 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show now. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. And I know Ed Daniels is looking forward to a later in the show visit with the magic man, George Peppers, for Louisiana Derby Day, which is today at Fairgrounds. They couldn't have a better weather day for it. And, of course, it's a major prep for the Kentucky Derby. And we'll talk about the Louisiana Derby with the magic man, see if he has any magic in his picks today. We'll do that a little bit later on in the show. We'll talk about the Saints coming up. The New Orleans Pelicans, what a big weekend it is for them. Back-to-back home games against San Antonio this afternoon at 4, against the Lakers tomorrow at 6. Talk about big? Well, the Pelicans are currently in a flat-foot tie for ninth with the Lakers at 31-42. and 42. Pelicans would have the tie-break edge at this point. 
And then, in the 11th spot, just two games back lurking, is San Antonio. And the Pelicans went to San Antonio and routed the Spurs most recently. So you know the Spurs will be loaded for bear coming in here. So, Ed, this is a huge weekend for New Orleans. We hear that Brandon Ingram is questionable, so there's a chance that he could return. We see the ominous presence of Zion on the bench getting all excited for his teammates and practice video stuff and everything else. Uh, without those two guys, they're playing pretty well. Of course, Devontae Graham stepping up and scoring 30 was important, but every night you get it from Valanchunas, you get it from McCollum, uh, you get it from Herb Jones, you get it from Alvarado, who's been really good, uh, again, for this team, surprisingly. You're getting more from Trey Murphy now. So there's a lot to like about what we've seen, and the intrigue is whether Ingram plays or not, and if we'll see Williamson at all. So talk about that and also about how important these two games are. Well, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, Zion wants to play, don't you? Yeah, I think he's I think he's trying to come back and play this year. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And um you know, I don't know if the Pelicans are gonna allow that to happen or not. So um there 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 never can there never seems to be an agreement about what he's doing. <laughs> and I know it was the same way in his first year. The club was very careful about the way he was handled and um and it was a uh it was a very, very uh, interesting um, dynamic, I thought, because there was clearly some frustration between he and um, and the organization. And look, I, you know, I'm, I, I think that um, when it comes to Zion, his stepfather is a huge person in his life, and he leans on him for a lot of advice. And I don't know if that's a, you know, how you would feel about that or not. I mean, I, I just don't know. It is. It, but it's true. I mean, it, it's true. There's no doubt about it. Looking at this team and this roster, going into the season, two things. Number one, I thought we all felt like uh, this was a put-up or shut-up year for David Griffin. I think that's fair. And I think at this point, uh, based on what's transpired this season, you'd have to give Griffin huge pluses. You have to elevate him substantially from where he was because he hired Willie Green. He drafted Herb Jones. He drafted Trey Murphy, which I think still can bear fruit and will. And then he pulled the trigger on a big trade for C.J. McCollum. And let's not forget, Tony Snell's given him some important minutes. And Larry Nance first look. And him the other night was really positive. So it looks like, and then, of course, bringing in Valanchunas was a big plus. So I think Griffin gets huge, uh, huge marks for what's happened this year, other than his complete misstep with the whole Zion thing in the preseason. And I think that's why we're not getting any concrete information or haven't gotten any since then, because they realized that that was a big screw-up. That's my take on it. Well, I mean, you know, to, to say that he's going to be ready for the beginning of the regular season, and look, they can couch it any way they want. I was there. I heard him say it, all right? Yep. And, and there's, there's no, there's, for me, there's no moving around that. 
All right, that that that's what was said, and that's what was said. I, I don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, look, their roster is much better than it was a year ago. Much much better. And when you think about where they are, the fact that they got off to a one and twelve start, I think you have to be pretty impressed, and that they're able to they're able to 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 beat Chicago without Ingram. Is, is a nice win. I think it's one of their better wins of the season. But, you know, McCollum has been a changer for them. Yes. Because the one the one thing he's been able to do is, look, they have someone that they can count on for offense. And they just didn't have that before. And now they do. And Herb Jones has been a really nice acquisition. And Valanchunas has been terrific. He's had a great season. So... And they've got the right coach. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So that that dynamic that wasn't there yesterday, last year has settled down quite a bit. And I think it's a lot better. And and that's a, that's a great thing. Well, borrowing the movie phrase, they've made all the right moves. And getting Najee Marshall and Alvarado for nothing is pretty doggone good. Those guys have been... Like an Alvarado brings tremendous energy, and he's just a better player than anybody thought he would be. And remember, he wasn't even – he was a fringe roster guy at best. Kyra Lewis was the, the backup point guard, and he got hurt. So mm-hmm. they've done, I think, a wonderful job with this roster. Not only has McCollum given him the offense that they needed, but he, he's a guy that can go get his own shot, and that's so important to okay. have. You know, you can't run sets and get scores off of set plays – all the time. In fact, a lot of the time you can't. You got to have guys that can break down defenses, and that's what mm-hmm. McCollum can do. And Alvarado's done that a little bit. And of course, Ingram, when he mm-hmm. plays, we all know he can do that. We know what Jonas can do in the low post. He can do that. And if Williamson ever plays, uh, goodness gracious, it is. It's really salivating to think about what mm-hmm. could be if mm-hmm. they had all these pieces healthy and ready to go because Jackson Hayes has stepped up and he's looked like a pretty solid player at the four spot. And, I mean, again, if you put all these pieces together and Trey Murphy continues to grow, as he's obviously growing right now, this becomes a really intriguing basketball team and a really intriguing roster that would have the look of a top-four team in the West. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, look, they haven't had Zion for an entire game this year, for the whole season. Mm -hmm. He hasn't played a minute. Nope. And after the 1-12 and start, they're 30-30. and Right. They're 30 and 30. So uh, I, I think you got to be impressed by that. And, you know, I would, I would like to see them, um, you know, have um, if they – the only problem with being, bringing Zion back right now is, is he on a minutes restriction? Mm-hmm. You know, what, you know what, what's the situation there? And the one thing, too, is when you bring a player back this late, too, I don't care what anyone says – it's going to take a little time to find that chemistry, too. Don't you agree? Yes, and here's – I mean, again, I'm not a coach. I'm just an observer like you. But here's what I would do. I would bring him back off the bench. Leave Jackson Hayes as the starter at the four. Right. And, and let him play his seven, eight minutes and bring Williamson in to give you some pop, you know, for six minutes or so and go back to Jackson. And to me, that doesn't disrupt the flow of what you've created with this group that's playing right now. Because if Ingram comes back, that's Devontae Graham's spot. So Graham goes back to the bench, and you get more pop off the bench. 
that doesn't really disrupt anything. Only, all it does is give you more pop off the bench. If you brought Zion back and you brought him back as a starter and on a minutes restriction, I just think that discombobulates the whole team. I, I think mm-hmm. the way to bring him back is as an energy guy and a points getter off the bench. That's mm-hmm. my take. Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I can't disagree with that. You, you, look at, you look at what he's done, his body of work when he's played in, in, the, in the games. He's played 85 um, games in the NBA. Is that right? 85, I think? Sounds Something right. Like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's averaging to almost 27 points a game. I mean, the guy's an elite scorer. If he's mm-hmm. ever healthy for an entire season, he's 30 a game every night. And the thing about it is he'll get it, he'll get it efficiently as well because he, he doesn't have to shoot a lot of shots. And mm-hmm. he's going to be at the free throw line a lot. So, you know, I, I think there's no doubt that he's chomping at the bit and he's ready to go. And I think uh, whether he's going to play or not moving forward is a huge story. Well, the other thing to consider is that Ingram has now missed 21 games. Right. 21. And we all know their record has been awful without him. It's been better of late, but I want to say it's like 5-16 and 16 or something like that. So you take your two top players mm-hmm. out of commission and you still are competitive. And as you mentioned, 30-30, and 30, and many of that, many of that, much of that 30-30, and 30, I should say, is without Ingram. Mm-hmm. That tells you that this team has, has the ability. And obviously it plays well for this coach and plays hard for this coach. And as I mentioned, you got guys in Alvarado and Marshall that maybe were unexpected contributors that have been solid. Your number one pick had not been a contributor at all until recently, but now he's starting to find himself, you know, hitting threes and making a thunderous dunk to end the third quarter the other night against the Bulls, which drew everybody off their seats and going nuts, including the bench and not to mention the fans, all of a sudden you've got something that looks pretty promising moving forward with Trey Murphy with his length and his stretch shooting ability, Herb Jones with his length to guard anybody and his improved shooting, McCollum, who's excellent, Ingram, who's excellent, you know, Jonas Valanciunas, who's excellent, mm-hmm. Willie Hernan Gomez, who fills any role you want him to fill, and he's always good for 10.5 rebounds, Whenever you call on him, he'll do the job. I mentioned Marshall. I mentioned Alvarado. You haven't even had Kyra Lewis this year, whatever he can be. So, you know, there's, there's a lot to like, but it still gets back to the main story, which is Williamson. And what's he going to be? What can he be? And will he be part of it in the future? And I don't think we can answer that at this point. Yeah. Oh, boy. You know, just enough. It's just, it's just never, never enough intrigue. You know, it just, it just, it's just. Oh man, it's, it's just. That's all you can do sometimes is just laugh, and it's just never enough intrigue. But I tell you what would be intriguing—a play-in mm-hmm. game, the Lakers and the Pelicans. That would be fun to watch, especially here in New Orleans. Yeah, that would be, that would be fun. That would be fun to watch, and uh, that would be, that would be an interesting. Interesting um, event. 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. Later on in the show, the Magic Man, George Peppis, on the Louisiana Derby. Get your thoughts ready for that. But when we return in just a moment, the Saints, latest edition, what's to come? Is there another move in free agency? And what about the draft? We'll talk about all that with your calls 
When we return in just a moment, Three Tailgater Show, Ken and Ed, Saturday morning, 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. For 15 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field of high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field at the Caesar Superdome during the 2021 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Saturday night, December 18th. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report Memphis Region Zone E. Exodus chapter 2 tells the story of the children of Israel in Egypt. It said they continued to groan under the burden of their bondage. They cried out for help, and their cry rose up to God. It said God heard their groaning. He remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, and he looked down on the people of Israel, and he knew it was time to act. Well, let me give you some more good news for right now. In the middle of your most difficult times, know this, God has not changed. He still sees, he still hears, he still remembers. This is Michael Green inviting you to join me and Linda this week at LifeGate, 1317 Butternut Avenue in Metairie. We start at 10 o'clock. We will worship and we will speak words of peace, encouragement, and Holy Spirit insight. Follow us on Facebook at LifeGate Church Ministries, or you can follow the messages on YouTube, Michael Green, LifeGate Ministries. But in the meantime, remember this, he sees, he hears, and he remembers. <laughs> That's good news. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Improve visibility and save money at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Replace your old wiper blades with a new pair of Rain-X Advantage wiper blades and save $10 now at O'Reilly. Our professional parts people will even install them for free. See better and drive safer with new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts, in-store or online at OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Flowers aren't exactly in full bloom, but the deals at Kohl's are. Right now, you can get tech gear for under $15, sandals for everyone in the family for just $24.99, and Black & Decker kitchen appliances for less than $30. You can also earn Kohl's cash and get it all with free store pickup. Things are looking brighter already. Select styles, offers in March 27. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call 504-260-1061. NFL Draft is about a month away as we speak. And, of course, now when you look at the New Orleans Saints and where they are, and what their needs are, and where they may be going with the draft. We'll talk about that. But the Saints did make one addition most recently as the Saints agreed to terms with free agent safety Daniel Sorensen. He's going into his ninth NFL season. Of course, he played eight years with Kansas City, 
Only 39 starts in 111 career games. Uh, a hitter, a guy that will tackle you. He does have 12 interceptions with four touchdowns uh, with those interceptions that he returned. Uh, four forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries as well. And he's played in 15 playoff games. So a lot of experience uh, for Sorensen with the Chiefs. So you get a veteran presence here, Ed. Uh, you have him uh, out there as a potential special teams contributor, which he obviously can do, and, and giving you some depth at the safety spot. You brought in May. You've got Jenkins, you know, with Marcus Williams departing. Your take on the addition of Sorensen. Well, uh, you know, I, we were in the office yesterday when, when, uh, when he popped up on the, uh, on the Zoom calls suddenly and, and the uh, Saints announced his signing. And, and uh, I like it. And, you know, uh, Richie and I were sitting in the office and one of the things he said was, Richie Mills, one of the things he said, he said, look, this is a really good under-the-radar signing. And I agree. And I, I think uh, one of the things you just mentioned, Kenny, is, is uh, obviously a guy who can, who can do a good job for you at safety in certain situations, but also a guy who is going to be really good in the locker room. I think he fits with the Saints perfectly, don't you? I, I think he fits exactly the kind of uh, guys they want to have. And also, too, he can help you on special teams. Now, is he a starter? Probably not. But man, if he's if he's your if he's your third or fourth option back there, and he can play special teams, then I think that's a really good pickup, don't you? Yeah, I think from the standpoint of his overall ability uh, to play special teams, uh, Daniel Sorensen has always been good in that regard. His ability to tackle is valued. Uh, his knowledge of the game, obviously, and of course, you know the you know the off the field things that you mentioned. Yeah, I think I think it's a solid move. I mean, I, I, I'm all for it. I mean, no new issues here. Clearly, uh, we don't know exactly how it's going to look with this team, you know, without Marcus Williams. The thing that Williams could do was go, is go number to number. He was, he's fast. He could really cover ground. That was his strength. And, you know, you maybe won't have that with May, but you may have more of a traditional guy playing that spot. And with Sorensen, you won't have that either. Uh, but again, what you will have is guys that certainly tackle better mm -hmm. than Williams. Nobody would ever accuse Marcus Williams of being a great tackler. He got a little better in that regard based on stats, but he wasn't real good in that regard. Look, Sorensen started, you know, three games for the Chiefs in 2019. He started 11 in 2020. He started seven this past year. So he's been used not just as a reserve, but he's been in there and started games for them as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, and he comes from a uh, a winning program. He's played in two Super Bowls, one one. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think I think he is a I think he is a Saints kind of signing. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, people always talk about culture and you know what you're looking for in a right. program. I think we're seeing some of that with Brian Kelly, which we'll try right. to get into if we have any time. But but yes, I agree. Right, and look. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, that the Saints look for a certain uh, kind of uh, individual to be in their locker room. And I think uh, one of the things that when the when the thing kind of imploded in 2014 and 15 and they didn't have nearly the kind of team they wanted is they didn't like their locker room. And I, I don't think they're going to let that happen again. And, you know, that was that was a lesson learned by a good organization. 
and I don't think they're going to allow that to um, uh, to happen again. So if they got this guy at a good number, then I think he was a good pickup. 504-260-1061. Kurt's in New Orleans. Kurt, thanks for the call. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, Kenny. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you, you know, I'm really <laughs> – I'm going to start off on a Saturday morning aggravated, but uh, well. uh, we, we, you know, we're very methodical. At, you know, during the free agency periods every year uh-huh. in, 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 in positive ways. But the one attribute sometimes we fall in is waiting and waiting and waiting. And waiting, there's nobody there. In a wide receiver position, just looking around, you know, Devontae Parker, 29 years old, $6 million hit. Cole Beasley, you know, West Welker, number two, 32 years old, a young 32, $6 million against the cap. Um, Robert Woods, we didn't even go after. Uh, the Titans cut Julio Jones. You know, Robert Woods, we know what he's about. He's going to be ready for camp. He's a, he's a playmaker. He, him and Cup were neck to neck, proud of him getting hurt. And, of course, Cup having his great season. And they cut Julio Jones. And I know Julio's a little older. But I tell you what, that's a country song. I, I'm not as good as I used to be, but I'm as good as I ever was, and, you know, once. You know, <laughs> I, be, I, bet you, I, bet you, I bet you twice a year he could get up. I bet you he could really get up. And you know what? If he'd take part-time money, Mm-hmm. He'd be a heck of a part-time player, and there's no way you're gonna tell me he wouldn't be a great, a great addition to the team at the right price for the right situation. And and, uh-huh. and I just see, I just see so much veteran talent out there at wide receiver, and we're sitting around, and maybe we're not, I don't know, but we have mm-hmm. to, we have to do something. I mean, we should well, have two. We should, you know, you know what I'm saying? Talk to me. Talk to me. Well, I think that I think they will address wide receiver. I think it's yeah. likely coming in the draft. Uh, and the thing that people, I think, sometimes don't understand, and it's not me lecturing anybody, it's just as an observer, is right. that just because a guy's a good player doesn't mean he's going to fit what you do. Here's the case in point. What does Michael Thomas do best? The Saints are all in on Michael Thomas. They believe he's coming back full strength and he'll be the player that he was previously. Do we know that? No. Is it possible? Yes. Uh, he's young enough that we can fully expect that there's a good chance he will be that guy, though we're not sure of it. If he is, what does Michael Thomas do best? I'll answer that for you. He is as good, if not uh, elite, if not the best slot receiver in the NFL. Everybody talks about Jarvis Landry. You mentioned Cole Beasley. These are slot receivers, okay? You don't need another slot receiver. What you need is an outside guy. You need an outside guy that can go run, stretch a defense, and catch the ball. If any of these guys you mentioned fit that bill, Robert Woods is kind of an in-between guy in that regard. You know, Parker's a good player. Uh, then you t- people have said, well, bring back Emmanuel Sanders. No, not at this age, not at that level with what you're looking for. So I'm not against them bringing in a veteran receiver, but I'm against just bringing a guy in and spending a lot of money uh, for an average yeah. guy. So I still believe right. there's a good chance they're going to go after a wide receiver in the first round. Now, I think the Saints will end up picking the best player on the board if they yeah. stay at 18. But if they feel like there's a player that they absolutely love that is a tackle or is a wide yeah. receiver and they have a chance to move up to get him, I really think that's what they do. Ed? Well, you know, I, I agree with, uh, with all of that, Kenny. Uh, I, you know, um, I'm looking at... Um, Kurt, I'm looking at Robert Woods' salary in mm-hmm. 2022. 
Okay, twenty. This is right. twenty twenty-two. Yeah. Okay, I got the right year. It's important. Um, Ten million dollars. Do you think he's worth that? You know what? If with a, a healthy knee, what he did a, a, a little over a year ago, what he was consistently doing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I mean, at what point mm-hmm. are you going to get Jamie some help? Some veteran help, some good grass. No, no, good- I, I, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, in my opinion, watching Julio Jones last year, I wouldn't sign Julio Jones. Me either. Okay? Right. I think he's, he's he's almost at the point of washed up. Okay. Yeah, right. I've, mm-hmm. I've got I've, mm-hmm. I've got the ticket on Sunday. Whenever I'm not at a game, I'm, my wife drives her crazy. I'm glued to the ticket. All right. I mean, I'm Robert watching. Woods is a playmaker. Woods right. is a big time. I mean, you know, he's a playmaker. Yeah, I, I, I just think I just think that there's a really good chance that the Saints are going to draft the receiver in the first round. I know, but how many how many just how many Justin Jeffersons come along? I mean, well, we I all mean, know that the, well, the difficult I mean, look, position I mean, that's a difficult position. It's a, a rookie well, wide receiver, very difficult yeah. to add to a team. Huh? Well, I mean, you know, look, uh, I, I, you know. You know? Let's talk about all the great, all the really good players on the roster right now. How many have the Saints acquired through the draft? Hmm. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. Yes. I mean, you know, for every one Demario Davis, there's five guys they drafted. Is what? Oh yeah. What I'm saying. So I just think James needs some help, man. Right. And the guy that I'd like Mm -hmm. to see the Saints draft. Mm -hmm. The guy that I'd like to see the Saints draft. Uh, because I don't think they're going to get Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett's going to go before their spot. So I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to get Kenny Pickett. The guy that I like, that I think checks off a lot of boxes, including a ton of starts and experience, so you can make a proper evaluation. I like Desmond Ritter a lot, and I, oh, yeah. I would hope. Oh, yeah. And he might be available late in the first round or early in the second. He's going to be one yeah. of those guys yeah. during the draft yeah. that a lot of people are going to say, you know, he. there's a lot of uncertainty about where he might be selected. Mm. And, you know, maybe you can go back and get a, get a quarterback and, and develop that guy. Because remember, James Winston only has a two-year contract. If, they, would, no. if they, they thought he was the quarterback of the future, I think they would have signed him to a longer deal. Don't you, Kenny? Yes. Agreed. So, I mean – I mean, to me, yeah. when they give yeah. when they gave Jameis Winston a two year contract, they're tipping yeah. their hand to wow. me, and I still think Got, they're going to mm-hmm. draft a quarterback. Guys, one last thing. I, I think Hurst. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Hurst came on as a left tackle, and I think Kenny's right. We need we need offensive tackle. And I will say this: you know, Jameis is he, he's he's very mobile, but he's not a running quarterback. And he did a lot of running against Green Bay. He got hurt with the you know partial horse collar. He needs. He doesn't need to be running for his life like he did early last year either. A lot of that was him running around. He necessarily didn't have to. So we do need a tackle. We obviously to help Jamie as well, as well with that as well. The Saints. You know? The Saints need a tackle. But look, the fact, the fact that they let Ar- Armstead go on the market. Number one, they probably couldn't afford him anyhow. But mm-hmm. number Not two, a I think player. No. I think they like James Hurst. Okay, I yeah. think they like James Hurst. Now, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if they took a tackle. In the third or fourth round, somebody they thought they could develop, I, I, that wouldn't surprise me a bit. And that's something that the organization did when Sean Payton was drafting. Look, I know, I, I kind of had an idea what the Saints were going to do in the draft like everyone else did when Sean Payton was there because he had a 15-year track record of taking <laughs> offensive yeah. linemen, defensive linemen, yeah. cornerbacks, yeah. And tall yeah. receivers and trading yeah. up. Yeah. I think those yeah. are all the characteristics yeah. of his draft. I'm curious yep. to see this yep. year if yep. there's a, a big difference in the way they draft. 
Appreciate y'all so much. Thank you for taking the okay. call. Thank you. Sure thing. Okay. Appreciate it. We don't know where Landon Young is yet. Uh, maybe they like him too. We shall see. Uh, right. But you're looking at those possibilities at tackle. Now, one thing I wanted to address before we get to break. Uh, it's not hard to come into the NFL and be a very good wide receiver immediately. You mentioned Justin Jefferson. Well, Jamar Chase just proved that again this past year. But there's all kinds of other evidence. You know, Devontae Smith went into the league with a bad passing team and had almost 1,000 yards receiving in his rookie season. Jalen Waddell in his rookie season. 104 catches with Miami. 104 catches. And then you think about Amari Cooper as a rookie, what he did coming into the league. You mentioned Julio Jones, what he did as a rookie. Keenan Allen, what he did as a rookie. Even Marcus Colston with the Saints, what he did as a rookie. A.J. Green, what he did as a rookie. You know, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham. Go back and look at their rookie seasons. They were special. So I would take issue with that comment. I think you can absolutely come into the league as a wide receiver and make an immediate impact. So I think that's a position along with running back, where you can come into the league and play immediately and do very well, Ed. I do. I, I, I do. And uh, I think this is a pretty good draft for wide receivers. And I, I think the Saints are, gonna be, uh, are going to be uh, heavily involved in, um, in, in trying to get one of those. And look, uh, they got two compensatory third-round picks, right? They did. They sure did. And I think I think they're gonna they're gonna wind up uh, trading up of those trading of those up in a package. They're gonna trade up. Gonna, it's not gonna cost them anything. All right. No. Terry Fontenot was hired right. by, the, by the Falcons as the general manager. It's not gonna Correct. cost them anything. Nope. Their history of trading up is clear. And if they have that target, look, it's quantity or it's quality over quantity. Okay. If you end up with four or five picks rather than six or seven and you're able to trade up and get that wide receiver or get that tackle or offensive lineman, including a guard, that you really want, do it. I'm all in. Can't disagree. 2601061, Derby Day at Fairgrounds, the Magic Man, with his picks next here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. Family owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Automotive at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has the right vehicle at the right price at precisely the right time for you. From outstanding newly designed 2021 Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or Chrysler products, Bergeron Automotive has what you are looking for. Check out our expansive inventory at bergeronchryslerjeep.com or call 504-321-4217. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at bergeronvolvo.com today. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. Remember how 15 years ago I switched to Progressive? Well, I used all those savings to buy that golf club that swings for you. But now everyone who plays golf is really good because, you know, the club swings for you in, in the future, which is now. 
So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. You know your closet well, but what does it sound like? Yes, your closet. Does it whisper your taste? Does it scream your taste? Stitch Fix gets to know your unique style and fit. Its selection transforms to show you only the looks and trends you'll love. With a shopping experience that evolves alongside your taste, your closet will scream so you without actually screaming. Stitch Fix for women and men. We're so you. Festival season is almost in full swing. Don't get swept away before getting tickets to the 2022 Mid-City Bayou Boogaloo. Snag early pricing instead of right at the gate at thebayouboogaloo.com and view the full lineup featuring Chapel Heart, Sonny Landreth and the Me Show Melody Makers, and many more. For early pricing, get your tickets today at thebayouboogaloo.com. Straight Talk Wireless now has the new iPhone 13 with cinematic mode, which lets you focus on what matters. And with Straight Talk, you can focus on getting the best deal. Our Silver Unlimited plan is just $45 a month for unlimited talk, text, and data. And it runs on the largest, most dependable networks. Now with nationwide 5G. With the iPhone 13 on Straight Talk, you can share whatever you want, wherever you want. Straight Talk Wireless. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Do you want the best for your car? Then fill up with premium at Circle K. Circle K Premium is our best fuel with double the cleaning detergent, protecting your engine from corrosion and damage so it can work at its best. And that, my friend, increases your mileage for more cha-ching in your pocket. Plus, when you fill up with premium at Circle K, you can save up to 20 cents per gallon. Offer valid Thursdays or Fridays at participating stores. For details, visit CircleK.com. Circle K. How convenient. Hey, did you hear about the three little pigs and their houses of straw, sticks, and bricks? Well, did you know there was a fourth pig? Well, he got a metal roof from Walker Metals. So the fourth pig told the wolf, you can't get me since my roof is made of steel. So the wolf huffed and puffed and mm, the rest was history. Come by Walker Metals or call 225-791-7791 so we can explain how a metal roof can protect your home against wind, hail, fire, and save you on your rising energy bills. Stop by or call Walker Metals today. 225-791-7791. Love your new metal roof from Walker Metals. Louisiana manufactured, Louisiana proud. Need a new roof? Walker Metals has you covered. Walker Metals is a local manufacturer of metal roofing products. You may pay a little more than shingles, but a metal roof from Walker Metals will last you your lifetime. We sell direct to residential, commercial, and contractors. Stop by or call Walker Metals today at 225-791-7791 or visit Walker Metals. Roofing.com. Are you seeking a career in emergency management, government or public management, criminal justice or nonprofit sectors? Upper Iowa University New Orleans Center offers a Master of Public Administration. It's an exceptional yet flexible education. Take classes at our center in the evening or online. Visit Upper Iowa University's New Orleans Center or uiu.edu slash New Orleans to apply today. Classes start March 14th. Upper Iowa University New Orleans. Education built for life. Want to call an audible? Throw a flag? Call a technical? It's all good. Go for it now on a three tailgater show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now 504-260-1061. 
Oh, he's a magic man. Of course, he is our good and great friend, George Peppas, who joins us now to talk about Louisiana Derby Day. George, how are you? I'm doing just fine, Kenny. How's everything with you? It's a beautiful oh, day today, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's fantastic. How could you not be positive about today with the weather the way it is and with the biggest day of racing at fairgrounds of the year, and they get this kind mm-hmm. of good weather? So that's really Absolutely. nice. I'm really liking that. So today, you know, we've got the big race, uh, the Louisiana Derby. It's not the only one. So before we talk about the Derby, what about the other uh, key race today? You want to touch on that first and foremost? Sure. The Fairgrounds Elks you're talking about, referencing Correct. the Kozulu, the return of the champ. It's coming back today in the uh, Fairgrounds Elks. And it's the first start since the Breeders' Cup, and it was a very emphatic win that day. Uh, looking at the field on composition, it doesn't look like she's going to get beat, even off the extended layoff. I don't see anybody hitting connection. Might be a, uh, a, a possible exotic to use with her, but if Echo Zulu is firing on all cylinders, Kenny, she's going to win. I just, uh, I mean, she's she was head and shoulders above the two-year-old division last year, and uh, I think she's going to pick up right where she leaves off. And normally, I don't like fooling with layoff horses, but this is one that I, I just don't see losing that race. All right, so that's the Oaks. Then there's the Louisiana Derby today. Mm-hmm. There's some interesting interesting pieces in this race. But I guess let's talk about the favorite, first of all, Epicenter. What do you what's your take there? Well, I mean, if you look at his Lacomp and then his written star, his Lacomp, you know, he was a little bit compromised because the pace was pretty quick. And he got run down by Call my, Call, my, call Me Midnight. Then in the resident star, it looked like he really matured and turned another gear, but the pace was a little, a lot more friendly for him that day, um, and he was able to win emphatically. Today, though, I, I see a couple of horses that, that have a chance to really push him early, and it may compromise him late. Remember, we're going a mile and 316. This is not a mile and a 16th. Now, we're going a little further. This is the previous distance that they run the uh, Louisiana Derby at. They've run it the last few years, so... He might be a little bit compromised. He is the legitimate favorite, the deserving favorite. But is he an automatic sense? No, by far he's not. Ed? George, it looks like they have a lot of pretty nice-priced horses in this mm-hmm. race that could win this race or certainly be part of a winning exacta box, which you know I'm always looking for. Of course. What, what do you got for me in this race, here, George? Well, before I do that, I just want to say uh, – the Dubai World Cup just ran over there in Maidan, and America ran one, too, but not who you think. Life is good to not make the mile and a quarter. Country grammar, Bob Afford wins it. Hot Rod Charlie second, and Japan runs third with Chua Wizard. So there's your update from the Dubai World Cup. Back home, let's see. Uh, exotics. I kind of like a little bit of a price to win the race. I think Rattle and Roll is a very intriguing horse for me. Um, he ran a little bit dull in the Fountain of Youth three weeks ago. And go in the Holy Bull and Gulf Stream. Uh, just it was his first race off the layoff. I found it interesting that Kenny McPhee switches gears instead of staying in Florida. He brings him here and takes the horse that ran second in the Risen Star and takes him to Keeneland. Smile happy. Uh, it's a very interesting move. Uh, the fact that he's going to go longer. I think this horse thrives going longer. I think he's going to be my top choice to win it. Do I leave Epicenter out of the Exotics? Not a chance. He's got to be in the Exotics. Um, call me midnight if the pace is as toxic as it may be. He's got to be one that's going to pick up the pieces here, and I think he can get a piece of it. Um, a couple of interesting other horses, Zozo, uh, for 
It's the two horse, and he's one that I looked at. I mean, he's not been stakes tested yet, but I think he's a horse that's got a little bit of potential, and he showed it in his last start. Really emphatic, a dominant win last time. Um, I, th- I found it interesting that they have the confidence to spring him in here. Obviously, with the pressure being, if you don't win, you get no, you get no part of the start again in Kentucky. Um, another horse that took a little bit of a spill in that same in that same race in Florida was Golf, the number eight. Uh, they wheeled him back today, and they get Junior Alvarado making the trip here for Belmont, who's a great horseman. I mean, uh, a, a lot of possibilities. So I will go nine, two, nine, two, three, six will be my four horses. Nine, two, three, six. I'm glad you mentioned Sozos because that's that's the horse I'm on. I mean, if you're looking for value, I think mm-hmm. that's it. I mean, I think that's the one uh, to look at. <laughs> In terms of value in this race, all right. Any any potential long shot in this race? I mean, there's only two, what you would call long shots: the one horse and the and the four horse. It would look like any either one of those horses worth looking at, or just taking a flyer Not on really. at all. No, the one comes from a stake race at Delta Downs. I don't think he's got a time its chance. Currently, Pale, I don't think he's nowhere near good enough. I think mm-hmm. the race is more concentrated on the ones that. A little pricey, but not the big one. There's not going to be the hero of order long shots from years ago, if you remember. They're not in more, was it, a hundred and something to one, where mm-hmm. he won the Louisiana Derby? There's nothing like that in here. I don't think those long shots are any good, but again, hero of order wasn't supposed to win that year, and he did. So uh, I don't see, on, on, on paper, no, Kenny. I, I think this race is going to be more um, logically run. I, I think this is a race that... If you can beat Epicenter, you can make a little bit of change. But you, you're gonna you're gonna make a little bit of money, but you're not gonna mm-hmm. break banks uh, unless Epicenter is completely out of the money. That's the only way you get a halfway decent score. Ed, final thought. Well, George, nine two three six. I, I you know my my wife is listening. I I hope that I can that I can re- return her winning exact box today. She would be very happy. What are we playing for today? Is what I want to know. <laughs> Huh. Well, you know what? Whatever I win goes to her, George. So, oh, okay. So there's happy, nothing. So. There's no uh, ulterior thing like a party or like no, some no, no, none I mean, of that. She's she did a very good job on 2021 of spending all of my money, George. Oh wow, very good job. Well, wives do that. Uh, Nine, two, three, six. All right, Ed. Let me know when our appointment is to go take care of that. You hear? I got you, buddy. <laughs> all right. He's the magic man. Let's hope he's got some magic in these picks today. George Peppis, always a pleasure. Thanks for the visit. Always, Kenny. You guys enjoy the weekend and enjoy the racing. We plan on it. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. 260-1061, the number to call one more segment. We'll touch on spring football. LSU Tulane, when we return in a moment. Ken and Ed, 3 Tailgaters Show, 1061 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. It's the 50th annual Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival at Memorial Park in Ponchatoula, April 8th, 9th, and 10th. The largest free festival in the South will feature the biggest and most delicious strawberries in the world, grown by local farmers, plus live music and games. Visit nonprofit food booths and enjoy the parade Saturday morning, April 9th. Enjoy the rides on the huge Midway. The 50th annual Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival, April 8th, 9th, and 10th at Memorial Park in Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Sponsored by Cumulus Media. At Wendy's, March is Madness. 
with our breakfast baconator. Sausage, egg, and Swiss croissant, both made with fresh cracked eggs or even a honey butter chicken biscuit. And we're just getting warmed up. Get 50% off the official breakfast of March Madness when you order through the Wendy's app. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. For a limited time at participating Wendy's via app offer only. Account registration required. No discount applies to taxes or fees. Not valid with any other offer. Everyone has a style, and Macy's is here to help you own yours. Get an extra 30% off the best brands and top designers with your coupon or Macy's card. Plus 15% off Springs go-to beauty, skincare, and fragrances. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase, except gift cards, services, and fees. Sign up today at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Great news from Rocket Mortgage. You could unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In fact, in the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. That means you could unlock thousands of dollars. And with Rocket Mortgage, you could unlock all that cash in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up because nobody knows how long these low rates will last. Put your hard-earned money to work. Make your life better. Build a home office. Remodel your kitchen. Or simply save that cash for a rainy day. Today's rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.25%, 3.48% APR, so you can lock in a great low monthly payment. When you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates current as of 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access. Org, number 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's hands and all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Improve visibility and save money at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Replace your old wiper blades with a new pair of Rain-X Advantage wiper blades and save $10 now at O'Reilly. Our professional parts people will even install them for free. See better and drive safer with new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts. In store or online at OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Spring flowers aren't exactly in full bloom, but the deals at Kohl's are. Right now, you can get tech gear for under $15, sandals for everyone in the family for just $24.99, and Black & Decker kitchen appliances for less than $30. You can also earn Kohl's cash and get it all with free store pickup. Things are looking brighter already. Select Styles offers in March 27. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Last chance today, call the Three Tailgaters Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Spring football, of course, underway. Uh, Willie Fritz, Tulane. Uh, LSU, of course, drawing large attention because of the new head coach and what it looks like. All right, Ed, first on Tulane, what's the focus there from your perspective? Well, I, you know, I, I know defensively they were a lot better the second half of the year than they were the first. So, um, but 
you know, they've been through what? This is their third offensive line coach in a year. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think that's a, that's a big focus. And frankly, I just think their offense is a big focus. They're on a third offensive coordinator in three years. And they've got to settle that down and get it figured out. And, you know, they've got to be better in the passing game. Their receivers have not been good enough. And you saw what Tajay Spears was able to give them at the end of last year in the running attack. It was really good. Can Deshaun Clayton help them? But, man, I, I just think that, uh, you know, offensively, they were, they were just they – were, they were not good last year. And, uh, and based on the first game, you thought they would be. But, you know, I still think they're going to improve quite a bit. And their schedule is nowhere near what it was like a year ago. Yeah, I think that's the latter was probably the most important thing is it certainly will help. Uh, they should be solid at the quarterback position. And you're right, they have to improve across the board offensively. They were not good up front last year. And they were not good overall on offense last year. They were historically bad defensively for half the season before improving. So, yep, there's a lot that needs to change. Of course, the focus on Brian Kelly, uh, your perception based on everything you've seen, read, heard, how much different is it? Well, I think it's a lot different. Um, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a lot different. Um, I think Brian Kelly is more of a um, – I don't know. I, you know, I just look at all these hires, okay, that Scott Woodward has made. Matt McMahon is very different from Will Wade. Mm-hmm. All right? Kim Mulkey is very different than, than, than Nicky Vargas, all right? Uh, Brian Kelly is the exact opposite of Ed Ogeron. And, um, you know, Jay Johnson, different than Paul Maneri. So... You know, Brian Kelly to me, I, but I can understand why he's won, Kenny, because he's, I think he's very organized. I think he has good coaches. I think he's trying to instill some discipline in the roster. And I thought it was interesting that on more than one, than one occasion, and I was there on Wednesday for his press conference, he brought up academics a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think he, he saw some things in the program that, frankly, he didn't care for. And, and one of the things he talked about was you have to meet a certain standard just to get on the field and practice. So uh, that's interesting. But again, I think it falls down to are they able to recruit at the highest level? If they are, then I think they've got a good structure in, in place. And you've got to give them credit. Kenny, he was 54-9 over his last 62 games at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. But if you look at his record against the SEC, he was two and four. That's why he's in this league. I agree 100%. Uh, he wanted to have the resources. He wanted the challenge. The one challenge left in his career that he could raise that level uh, to, a, to the highest level, which he couldn't quite do at Notre Dame. So, yeah, look, they knew what they were getting. Very businesslike, very task-oriented, and very, very detail-oriented, and certainly disciplinarian. And we'll see how that works out. Look, I, I thought it was a very good hire. And we'll see how history bears out in that regard. I think he put together a pretty good staff, too. But certainly it's going to be a lot different than what we've seen previously. Ed, it's always a pleasure. We appreciate the time and look forward to doing it again next Saturday. Okay, Ken, look forward to it.